0: Welcome to the first bite of business analytics. I'm Maya. I'm Mark. We also have a very special guest joining us in our studio today, Dr. Esma Koja. Before getting into our conversation with Dr. Koja, we would like to introduce ourselves to our listeners. We are why we start this podcast series and our plans for upcoming episodes. I must say that we are extremely excited to be here recording our very first episode for this brand new podcast. Myself, I'm Maya, I'm currently doing the part-time master's program in business analytics at Imperial College Business School and working full-time as a software engineer. I will let my co-host introduce himself.
1: Yes, hello, I'm Mark and I'm also studying business analytics as Maya and I'm working as a research assistant at LSE.
0: We also have a third uh, co-host as well, but she's currently doing her exam. So uh, stay tuned because she she will be joining us in the second episodes onwards. And her name is Rafiya. She's currently a full-time MBA student. So three of us started this Bite of Business Analytics podcast series, not only because we are doing our degree and it will be helpful for our study, but also because we are curious and interested to know more about the application of data analytics in the real world. As you may aware, data is all around us, simply from every time you check your phone, have a Netflix movie or product recommended to you, track your health on your smartwatch or when you interact with other people, they're all data. The amount of data collected every day is massive. So with this increasing availability of information, how it is processed and used is becoming more and more important in today's world it helps businesses, governments, organizations and individuals gain a comprehensive view about various issues and can be used to tackle real-world problems. I also wanted to share a statistics with our listener as well. Big data analytics market revenue is around 15 billion US dollars in 2019 and it is expected to increase to almost 70 billions US dollars in 2025. It is definitely a growing field with a lot of opportunities, but there will be risks associated for sure with this fast growth. So that's why we would love to stay up to date with the latest development and started this podcast series to share our learning with you. So what are our plans for the upcoming Bites of Business Analytics? We'll be inviting guests from academia and industry, as well as our alumni to share their perspectives and experience in the field. In each buy of business analytics episode, we'll discuss the topic in data analytics, either the topic of the academia's research or work project of our industry guests to understand how analytics is applied. So stay tuned for the upcoming episodes because we have a lot of exciting um, plans for you. And please do share with us a topic that you would like us to discuss by email. We'll include our email address in the caption. So we have introduced ourselves and our plan for upcoming Bites of Business Analytics episode. And obviously, we have another co-host and she will be introducing herself in the next episode. And uh, without further ado, we'd like to bring you to our highlight of the episode today and introduce you to our very special guest, Dr. Esma Koja. She's a researcher and a senior teaching fellow in the analytics, marketing and operations department at Imperial College Business School. Her research focuses on digital economy, specifically consumer behavior in the digital economy, platform strategy and digital innovation. As her students, we have received a lot of support from her during our academic and career development journey. We are all inspired by her, and without her, we could not have started this podcast series. So thank you, Dr. Koja, for your constant support and being here as our first
2: guest. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: It's our pleasure, actually. So before discussing our main topic of today, we'd like to ask you some fun questions, Mm -hmm. which we will set this as a tradition for our podcast series in the upcoming episodes as well. So the first question, not so serious, and the second question would be a little bit more serious. So our first question would be, if you could hang out with a cartoon character, who would you choose and why?
2: Yeah, I think uh, there are so many cartoon characters that I would want to hang out because they are, you know, funny and they make the life interesting, Uh, such as Scooby-Doo, Inspector Gadget, or lots of Shrek characters, I guess. But uh, just because of the, the podcast is about analytics, I think I would go with Inspector Gadget because it's related to technology and analytics. That's fantastic.
0: Thank you for aligning with our analytics theme. Uh, We would love to join you and Inspector Gadget uh, as well. Um, Our second question would be, if you could share a statistic with the world, what would that be?
2: Yeah, I think normally I would share a lot of statistics about poverty, climate change. But again, going with the spirit of your podcast series, I would like to share statistics about analytics itself. So, according to Statista uh, 2022, we created, captured, copied, consumed globally about 79 zettabytes of data information in 2021. So, what does it mean? What is zettabyte? Zettabyte is trillion gigabytes, So which means like we had this 79 trillion gigabytes of information last year. And this amount uh, is expected to reach to 181 zettabytes in 2025. It's quite interesting, actually. Yeah. That's
0: massive. That's the first our first time hearing about zettabytes.
2: Oh, a lot of data. <laughs>
1: that is true. Yes, um, definitely lots of uh, Netflix hours in there, <laughs> probably. <Yeah.
2: laughs> That's probably, yeah, indeed.
1: Um, So Thank you so much. Um, Could you maybe also introduce yourself and specifically also your research?
2: Thank you so much. I think you already made a very good introduction. So I'm a senior teaching fellow here and um, I'm generally teaching in the business analytics program mostly. I'm also a researcher. Uh, My PhD is from analytics, marketing and operations, so I'm quite interdisciplinary. Uh, and uh, my research uh, interest lies at the uh, marketing and operations mostly. And in terms of the application, I focus on digital economy. However, I also have research in healthcare uh, and also other um, operations management topics, for example, luxury industry as well. Uh, And in terms of the methodology, I use a diverse range of techniques from game theoretical models to network analytics optimization or econometrics as well.
1: That That is so interesting and, and okay. so many, many fields, that's impressive. Um, but let me ask you about digital economy, um, maybe for a kickoff. What does digital economy actually mean?
2: So to understand digital economy, maybe we can start with digital transformation and digital technologies. So we know that digital technologies have been transforming the economy. Uh, and in particular, it is uh, diluting the traditional boundaries within which the market forces operate. So I'm talking about the demand and supply here. As an example, from the demand side, we have now, because of the digital technologies, we have users creating uh, content, for example. So they are helping the supply side uh, in this example. So, but there are also other, many other examples where these boundaries are uh, becoming less and less uh, present. Um, and inspired by this ongoing transformation, the researchers uh, in the digital economy field, they investigate how digital, digital transformation extends the classical frameworks, classical business models. Um, again, there is the, from the demand side, there is very interesting digitally-driven di- di- um, demand characteristics, different ways the consumer state create value, uh, using different mechanisms, for example. And also there are very peculiar uh, business models and enhanced toolbox uh, for the supply side as well. So combining all these, uh, there are so many opportunities, so many questions to answer. So this is what I would consider uh, when I say digital
1: economy. Yeah, that that makes sense. It's it's a little bit like economic models are like growing up and becoming digital and you look like, what does that actually mean? And do they change and so on?
2: Exactly, So. so we are revisiting basically yeah. yes but also there is also opportunity to, to mm-hmm. look at different frameworks because mm-hmm. there are very interesting new business models as well.
1: yeah, yeah I, I can imagine. Um, so what what research are you are you currently working on in this field? Can you tell us a bit about it
2: Sure uh, I, I have a diverse range of uh, you know of, uh, research projects but let's talk about a bit on digital economy projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, recently in my research pipeline, I'm looking at the online streaming uh, uh, platforms. Uh, so in, in one of the projects, we are looking at the content release strategy of online streaming platforms, such as Netflix or Disney+. Uh, I don't know if you're watching, but Netflix uh, you know, releases mostly traditionally all the episodes uh, uh, upfront, although they are changing recently. But then we also see on the other extreme, like HBO, for example, uh, which releases the, the, the TV series episodically. So you, it is more, much more like linear uh, release uh, framework. So in our project using network analytics, we are looking at how uh, the platforms can actually uh, use this content release strategies to improve uh, users' uh, or the watchers' uh, engagement with the platform, with the library. Uh, and also in another set of projects, I'm looking at multiplayer platforms so for example, video game is a very good example to multiplayer platforms. Here, uh, the users, they generate uh, experience by simply accessing the platform. Mm. But there is much more, to, much more uh, to that. So for example, they interact with other players. They compete with other players, uh, or uh, they have they share the experience with other players. And there are so many interesting mechanisms, like for example, pay-to-win add-ons, uh, which uh, we are currently working on.
1: Hmm. I see that's that's uh, impressive. I mean so we have um um platform markets as Netflix, Disney what you're looking at uh, right now and also like video platforms. Um I mean how how do you actually come up to to investigate to research on this like where do you get your research inspiration from?
2: Yeah. This is, a, this is very hard to answer but it's a very very good question. So um what I do is generally I uh, I get ideas from my own experience or from the experience of the people that I am close with for example for the video game experience I have so many friends who are uh, video gamers I, and they spend a lot of money on these digital items and it just simply made me very curious why why do they spend so much and uh, you know have these these mechanisms these add-ons affect their life for example So I generally get it from my life. But also at the same time, I read a lot. For example, I read a lot of uh, practitioner uh, magazines, articles, uh, uh, and they help me a lot. I read a lot of forums, for example, consumer forums, user forums as well. Um, And also also I talk a lot with other researchers, because it's, 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 it, this is an area that we develop together. So I, I, I have a lot of uh, conversations with other researchers from Imperial, but also other universities as well. And finally, which is uh, very important, is uh, to also have conversations with industry. Uh, so I talk a lot with uh, the practitioners from industry, but also my students like you, uh, who has a lot of industry experience. You are always my inspiration, actually. <laughs> Thank you, That's
0: nice. That's You're nice. also our
2: inspiration too. <laughs> oh,
1: thank, you. thank you so much. Um, yeah, you are actually um, uh, quite a, an inspiration for us. Um, so um, some on our program are also thinking about pursuing with a PhD after our master now. Um, so how, like for those who are interested in digital economy or those who even don't know, um, how do you find your interest um, or what? recommendation can you give to students? Are there, is it any books or research uh, topics you should read or look into?
2: Sure, definitely. Mm. So there, there are some journals, I mean, there are so many journals, but the ones that I would uh, suggest to do in the, in, the, in the area of digital economy and people who are doing research and using analytics, for example, I would suggest journals like management science, marketing science, information systems research. These are amazing journals. Sometimes the the papers there can be very technical, but you can always start with the idea because the idea is very important. So you can focus on, uh, you know, the motivation of these papers, their uh, results. They mm-hmm. would be very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also within the field of digital economy, uh, actually, if I make, I would like to share some a book and two papers specifically. Yes, please go ahead. So one of the books, uh, so the book that I want to share is actually is one of our professors, Jonathan Haskell, uh, and the, the title is called Capitalism Without Capital, The Rise of the Intangible Economy. So this is a fantastic book uh, and it explains the digital economy very well. And there are two, two papers that I would like to also share. Um, one of them is called Digital Economics, uh, it has been published in the Journal of Economic Literature, uh, and it is by Goldfarb and Tucker. And the second paper, again, by Goldfarb and Tucker, but also Greenstein, it is also about digital economy. The title is Economic Analysis of the Digital Economy. So these are uh, you know, very good uh, readings that, uh, for students who are interested in digital economy, and it explains the opportunities in terms of research in this, in this field. Uh, in terms of the topic, so what I would say is, although, you know, our focus is on analytics in this podcast, right, so the methodology is very important, but I would always start with the idea. So the idea is really important. You, I would suggest uh, students to start with, uh, with a team that, uh, uh, that, that makes them curious because, you know, research is an interesting journey. There are ups and downs. So if you are curious about the topic, it will help you. You will be engaged with the topic and um, so that's the most important thing um, in terms of the tools uh, you would select the tool, t- tool that will help you it will it will come as a natural you know secondary uh, aspect of the topic but there are so many opportunities to use analytics tools uh, so for example in the video game industry video game research you can look at different things for example you can look at the user engagement you can look at how to design the game You can look at the topic of fairness, for example, all these mechanisms that impact the fairness uh, perception or the design of uh, the metagame, for example. Uh, And when doing that, you can use techniques such as optimization, you can use game theory, as I do mostly, you can use stochastic models, you you can even use behavioral models, um, and also econometrics and big data as well. So there are so many opportunities to use analytics uh, in this area.
1: Brilliant. Um. So, um. Just a comment to our listeners: We will, of course, uh, include the the books and papers you just mentioned in our caption. Um. That is really interesting. Thanks so much for sharing. My
0: pleasure. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um. And that's what I've um my experience learning from the program so far. Uh, we always start with a business question, and then we'll be taught uh, all the tools that will enable us to to do the analytics on the topic. So some of the tools that, uh, that Dr. Koja has mentioned earlier, optimization tools, or like all the econometrics models and uh, like using R, how to, uh, how to run regression models, and then uh, interpret the results we get from the um, those analytics tools. It's been very, very helpful, very uh, interesting as well to learn and get the insights into the data and also to answer the business questions as well. So that's a great tour through Dr. Koja's current publications and also about her inspiration. And uh, now I just wanted to ask you about um, some of your past uh, publications. I can see that some of them are in healthcare, especially you uh, take part in the optimized hospital care Mm -hmm. during the COVID pandemic. And also um, I'm particularly interested about uh, a paper about digital rollover. Mm -hmm. Um, So for our listeners, if you are not aware of the term digital rollover, it is uh, referring to when uh, a firm release a new version of the same product so for example when uh, we have upgrade from iPhone 12 to 13 um, then um, the research paper studies how um, how the release, how the consumer observed or also listen uh, when when companies release the the new version of the the product and I will let um, dr. koja to explain to you more about the publication because it's very interesting
2: oh thank you so much so this project is uh... Is, uh, is a joint work with Wolfram, Wolfram Wiesmann, and Tomaso Valetti again from Imperial College. So, in this project, as you very uh, nicely mentioned, uh, we are looking at uh, the problem of uh, rolling off different versions uh, of a product uh, from the same product line. Um, and then, here we are investigating how the firms use, uh, like they, generally, firms they use pricing, right? But in addition to that, Can they use, for example, uh, the release timing uh, and improve their profits? So this is what we are looking at. But most importantly, we are also looking at the effect of uh, these firms using release times on the consumers' welfare. Um, And it it is fascinating because there are so many interesting insights that we find uh, from this paper uh, related to consumers' uh, welfare uh, just because of their perception of obsolescence, actually.
0: That's amazing. I actually uh, did a little bit about uh, consumer welfare when I studied economics at university, how we uh, try to maximize the uh, consumer welfare and uh, diff- they they have uh, different utilities as well. So as part of the uh, sort of like the conclusion from the uh, the paper, mm-hmm. what effects did you observe on like the consumer welfare
2: point of view? Yeah, yeah exactly. So in the paper, we have a lot of uh, insights related to managerial implications for the firm side as well. But as you mentioned, the consumer welfare is much more interesting. Also, I find, I find it very important as well. So we actually show that uh, both the firm and the consumers who are sophisticated in terms of their uh, knowledge about the company, they actually benefit from uh, this release timing. So they benefit from firms, you know, firms being strategic about the release timing and firms leverage leveraging from their perception of op services uh, however we also find that the consumers who are uh, rather naive uh, about the firms release strategies who doesn't follow uh, the forums or the news about uh, the company's uh, you know release cycles for example they they, they can uh, very much negatively affected uh, from the pricing and timing decision of the company so uh, Although we don't make policy suggestions, one of the policy implications uh, from the paper could be that if a policymaker is interested in increasing consumer surplus, they should ensure that the naive consumers, they become sophisticated by educating them about the firm's future future actions. For example, by inducing the firm to communicate its release strategy to the consumers in a credible way.
0: That's great. Thank you very much for sharing. We definitely, uh, in this digital world nowadays, we need to have more information to form our decisions and also to improve our welfare as well. That's a big field of research within economics itself about consumer welfare, and it's, it's very interesting. So, if the, are there there are any students who are interested in um, discussing with you about any of the publications that you have mentioned earlier, would you be willing to uh, to talk to them? And uh, how would you like us to uh, connect them with you?
2: oh definitely it would be it would be my absolute pleasure uh and uh, i'm very happy to have a chat with them uh, they can reach me through my email or they can reach you from your podcast channel as well i would be more than happy to have a chat uh, about this research topics
0: that's awesome thank you so much dr esma koja for being here thank with us today so and thank you so much for your support and sharing the knowledge. Our listeners is coming into an end now. Um, and as this is our first episode, we really appreciate your feedback. And so please do share with us via our email address. And as I mentioned before, we include our email address in the caption. And if you would like us to discuss any topic or also if you would like to share any statistics that you would like to share with other listeners, please do include that in the email address as well. Thank you so much again. Have a lovely day.